Hi, I'm Sophia, a founder and mother. This podcast is all about empowering mums who are ready to launch and grow businesses without the overwhelm, stress and confusion. Join me and some very special guests as we share game-changing tools, tips and actionable strategies designed to give mums ownership over their futures. If you're looking for freedom and flexibility for your family, you'll find it here at the Founder and Mother podcast. All the show notes and resources we talk about in each podcast episode can be found over at founderandmother.com, which is also where you can get more information on our business launch and growth courses, which are designed exclusively for mums. Now let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode. I'm so stoked to be here with you guys again. So if you listened to the intro episode, and um, I hope that you had a chance to, um, you would have heard how the idea for Founder and Mother came about. And great that I've had the idea, um, but I think the situation that you'll find myself in now is something that a lot of mums might be able to relate to, which is the, so what next? And that is what I want to talk about in this episode. So how do you go from business idea to solid business plan and a way of really capturing all the thinking that you've done to, you know, present this great idea um, and see this opportunity? So how do we really get that kind of down on paper and have that clarity of thought, which is really critical for us to be able to then go off and start thinking about customers and branding and the other things that will come next is really based on getting this strong foundation which we can talk to about a business plan or a business canvas. So to help with this conversation, I've actually created a one-page business canvas template, which you can download from founderandmother.com for free. It's a useful tool, I think, for this conversation. However, if you haven't downloaded it or you don't want to download it or you have a different tool that you're using, I think this conversation will still be really useful because it's got some Um, I think important kind of thought starters. So using the tool or not, no problem. Um, But if you want to have a bit of a framework for what we're talking about, then please feel free to download that tool on the website. I'll go into where it's used in a moment. um, But I think that this concept or this conversation around, so I've had a business idea, what next, is obviously useful if you're thinking about launching a business. However, it is also really useful if you've already launched a business and you're trying to grow because what you're doing is really solidifying or, as I said, getting real clarity around some of those critical kind of pillars to the business. So um, you may have done that at the start before you launched your business and it's been a while since you've done it. So it's always great to refresh. Or maybe you didn't do it because you kind of launched and things just happened really organically. And that's completely fine too. But taking the time to potentially jot some of the thinking down now might actually spark some uh, different ideas or give you some input for different directions for things to do in the future. So equally as useful if you're launching or if you're trying to grow a business. So the first thing I did once I had the idea for founder and mother is to get everything I'd thought about, which led me to the point of having the idea on paper. So a literally a brain dump, which um, for me ended up being, I think, like 10 or 15 pages in a Google Doc. It was full of you know, some some writing about what I wanted it to be, who I wanted it to help, where the idea kind of came from, why there wasn't anything else around like it. But also it had screenshots in it and, um, you know, I put some podcast links that I wanted to listen to and other websites that I thought were useful or um, websites that I like the colours or the branding or the look of or features of. So I kind of just dumped everything in a piece of paper and you can do it in a Google Doc, you can do it on a piece of actual paper, you can do whatever you like. Um, You can have it on on an Evernote on your phone, however it suits you, but basically just getting everything down on paper in a very messy, unrefined, chaotic way, the more the better, is perfect. Because the next step is then to refine those ideas. So um, 
when you think about a business plan, you might think about, you know, something that you potentially would present to a bank or to a partner that if you were trying to get funding for a business or something that's quite proper, quite professional and very structured and thought through. And there absolutely is a place for something like that. However, the more we kind of, um, you know, potentially get overwhelmed or think about how important this output, this business plan needs to look, the less likely we are to be able to move closer to creating it because it seems big and scary and not like not like something that we can do. But we already have all the information. We already know exactly what we want to do, why we want to do it, how it's going to work, and why it's going to work because we've done that brain dump. So by refining that and um, in using the canvas template that I have created, which is a single page. So there are seven key areas within the page that we want to talk about, but everything needs to be able to fit on a page. And that might be quite different or contradictory to what you had thought about with a business plan. And I actually really encourage you to lean into the format of the canvas because it makes you have to be really concise. And what it does is actually take away that kind of barrier to creating the business plan because they're quite the um, amount of space, the amount of words, the way in which you present the information is pretty simple. Um, and so for, therefore makes it a bit more approachable, a bit more accessible and a bit more simple. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be able to, um, at certain points in your business journey, go into deeper dives on some of these areas. And certainly there'll be future episodes that I'm going to do that go, that go into more detail. But to get your thinking on a page and to be able to kind of use this baseline as a guide for the next steps, one page canvas, a few sentences for each kind of area is the way to go. Um, and I would really challenge you to see if you can be succinct enough and be able to talk about your business in two to three sentence blocks rather than, you know, have to kind of give a lot of explanation. Like, how can you tell somebody about your business in this short format? Because when you start to talk to customers, you're not going to have, you know, a five or six page document to show them your business idea, why they should buy from you. You have a tagline. You might have a couple of words on your first homepage of the website. Um, you don't have a lot of space to get their attention in the first in, uh, the first interaction. So this is a really good tool to kind of hone your thinking that way. So if you do download the document from my website or if you have a document open, either way, no no dramas. The um, There's two files that you'll get if you download it from my website. One's the PDF, which is something that you probably would be able to access like if you just um, Googled or searched business canvas template or business plan template. But what I've also created is a txt file which when you open it from your it will be emailed to you so if you open that email on your phone and open that txt file it will open in the notes section of your phone and it is fully editable and i think what's important about that is that i've tried to design it for when you're out walking with the baby or your children when you might only have a couple of you know minutes of two hands or not very often you've only got a single hand you can kind of be typing in that notes template, there are the header sections, there are questions as, as kind of thought starters and prompts, and there's also example copy that you can just read, be um, inspired by or not, delete and write your own copy as an example. So there's a PDF that you can have a look at, which is great, and gives you the visual, and then there's the editable notes file. And so they're the two kind of tools that you'll get if you download it from my website. So... We've had a break down our brain dump. Now we've got the, the template and we are ready to refine to create our one page business canvas. So I've been referencing these seven areas that I think we should be able to answer and I'm going to run through them now. So the first one is what does your business do? 
And that's obviously very obvious. It might be the, the first thing you actually think about when you think about creating the business. Um, and we do want to keep this very simple in just a sentence or two, but try not to think about just the obvious um, of what your business does. Try and think about it in a little bit more of the why or what the impact of that business is. So, for example, for me, for founder and mother, founder and mother empowers mums to launch and grow businesses they love. The second section is how does your business work? And that is where you can be much more literal. So that's where you can really talk about how you are going to bring that to life. So are you going to sell a product? Are you going to sell a service? Uh, how are people are going to engage with your business and what makes it appealing? So um, my business is about empowering mums and how it does that is an online learning community that I am going to create. Um, the problem that your business solves is step three. So um, it's incredibly critical that you think about this. It's easy if you are the target customer because you've experienced a problem, therefore you've created a product or service to solve that problem, and then um, you're, you know, you're building a business around it. However, it's unlikely that you are the only type of customer that's going to be using your product or service. So it's really important to kind of think a bit more broadly and put yourself in the shoes of the people who are experiencing the problem you are. Because what you can do if you're in that, in that situation is be really well understood in the, in the problem space and therefore what challenges and opportunities there are to solve them for all of your customer groups. So for me, we know that the, the if you listen to the intro episode, we know that one in five mums who return to work are within tears within the first few weeks of returning to work. And so the problem space for me is trying to offer more um, opportunities for mums who are looking to build the flexibility and freedom in their lives that they want for their families um, and to do that through business ownership and the ownership of sustainable businesses. So that is me in some senses, but I haven't yet launched this business. So I also want to talk to mums who have launched businesses and are looking to grow. And I also want to talk to women who are pregnant and who are thinking about this in the future. So um, I need to put myself in the position of all of my kind of customer groups. The fourth step is to think about who your competition is. So um, it's, it's easy to think about your direct competition. So for me, that might be other courses that are focused on mums, which there aren't that many of. But also think about the indirect competitors. So people who have a similar product that are kind of servicing your market. So that for me might be female founder focused courses, which there are lots of. If you are selling something, the example in the uh, canvas that I've got is a dummy company. It's the it's a company that sells baby birth posters. That's something that I bought when I had Sunny. Um, and for me, for them, you know, other companies that do birth posters are the direct competition, but their indirect competition is really any other company that offers a commemorative um, piece of art or commemorative way of commemorating the um, the birth of a baby. So that makes it a really broad indirect competitor pool. It's baby shower gifts. It's, you know, all that kind of stuff within that kind of price bracket. And if you're thinking about the direct and indirect competitors, from there, you can also start to think about what makes you different. So for founder and mother, um, amongst all of our competitors, there aren't any other competitors I've seen that have a very strong focus on mums and have a very strong focus on the way in which mums engage best. So that's kind of the difference that I think I can bring to founder and mother. The fifth step is thinking about who is your brand, not what, who, because um, we definitely do associate a persona or a personality around the brand, the brand we build. I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but 
for the purpose of the canvas, we just want to start thinking about what do we want people to think and feel and do and how do we want them to act when they engage with your brand? So for me, the brand is obviously all about families. It's about mothers. It's about building out freedom and flexibility. Um, It's about being really caring and being quite accessible. If I was to go out with a brand that was really harsh and black and white and sharp edges and very graphic and maybe that used lots of jokes in the in the um, copy and or was really serious, for example, it doesn't quite align to what I'm trying to do with the brand. So the the values of the brand and the way your brand is actually portrayed or represented is really important. And so from there, you can start to build out some brand commitments so for founder and mother, that's obviously that I want to be really caring. I want to make sure everything is accessible for mums. I want mums to feel really welcome and I want them to, um, yeah, to make sure that it's a place where they can really engage well. So that does actually start to set the tone for some of the things that I will do in terms of how I will write the copy on my website, what type of colours I might potentially use what type of fonts I might use on the website or on all of my branding. And that really builds the picture of who who I am as a brand. The sixth step is who are your customers? So I kind of referenced this before, but I have three specific groups. So mums-to-be, mums who are looking to launch a business and mums who are looking to grow their businesses. And it is very normal to have more than one customer group. And I would encourage you to have more than one. You don't want to be putting all of your eggs in one basket, as it were. However, it is good at this stage to be, you know, not every, every single person might possibly be able to buy the product or the service you're creating, but who do we really, who are we building this stuff for? Who are we creating these things for and who will get the most benefit for, from them? I think if you can put a bit of a lens on, on it, that would be, that's ideal. So I would aim to come up with three to four kind of customer groups. And you don't need to go into loads of detail about the customer groups giving them an age bracket, um, some similarities in terms of the things that they do or kind of who they are in the world is fine. Like you can give them three or four traits. We will do an episode on customer, your audience and personas where we'll start to think about how can we really wrap a personality or wrap something around these customer groups that make it easy for us to talk to them. But for now, as I said, this Canvas template isn't about going into loads of detail on everything. So just start to think about who are the target groups that will get the most benefit from what I'm doing and what makes them similar, like what do they have in common? And finally, it's revenue streams. So how will your business make money? And again, this might seem like a very obvious question and because you're selling a product so you're going to get revenue or you're um, going to offer a service that people will pay for. But try and think a little bit more broadly because, yes, you might be selling a product, but there are some, um, I guess, associated revenue streams that you could think about at this stage, which would be really useful to know about. So for me, it's an online course and that might be a subscription model or a membership or a pay for a term. I don't know the answer to that yet. Just thinking about things that could be relevant. If the brand does really well one day, there might be merchandise, something I want to think about. Um, There might also be products or platforms or things that I talk about in these episodes that I want my um, audience to have access to. And that's something like affiliate marketing or sponsorships. So none of this stuff is set in stone for me yet. I just think I'm just trying to think broadly about what revenue streams could come from something like this. I've even thought about having retreats in the future where, you know, mums, like minded mums, um, founders and mothers can get together and we can have, like you know, 
great weekends or great weeks of really focusing on business growth and um, business launching. So, you know, my mind is kind of racing with opportunities and I, and I hope that yours is too, because there's definitely much more, even if you are just selling one single product, there's way more revenue streams than just simply that sale of that product or the purchase of that product. So they are the seven steps. So recapping, we have had a business idea, we've brain dumped into a Google Doc, and then we have refined onto this one-page canvas and we're keeping our answers to those seven um, areas as succinct, a couple of sentences as, as, as possible. And once we've created that, this is our Bible for the direction of the business in the future. The next step from there is really to ask ourselves, how do we take what we've got on that piece of paper and get it in front of our customers in the quickest, simplest and cheapest way possible? And that's the topic for the next episode. And we'll really be focused around this ethos of MVP, which I spoke about in episode one, which is minimum viable product, um, which is about how we can yeah, really get things to market simply, low cost, test and learn before we make big investments of time or money. So I hope you'll join me for the next episode. Really hope that you get some value from using the business tool, the business canvas tool. Um, and I look forward to talking to you guys more again soon. Thank you so much.